0: Good morning, again. <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, we're just going to spend a, a little time here because we want to be able to get and have enough time to uh, finish the the tasks uh, that we have. It's one of the things I like about what Marion's doing here uh, with this service is uh, the combination of uh, not only hearing the word but but doing it too. So we've got some bags we're going to fill up for a local school to uh, uh, kind of uh, encourage and. And boost the energy of some kids that are being tutored and and that that we're working with and uh, want to be able to give them some some fun things. So uh, I don't I, I know that uh, we're we're still sort of uh, I hear people say that we're coming out of COVID coming out of the pandemic and we're t- uh, trying to encourage folks to get back to some sort of normalcy. But I don't know about you, but it's it's still when you run into somebody that is. Uh, uh, that, that you don't know, you're you're a little reluctant to uh, greet or hug or or hold out your hand. I see a whole lot of folks kind of fist pumping and uh, bowing or waving <laughs> at a distance. We're, we're we're kind of afraid of uh, you know how how much can we. Uh, uh, Resume some uh, activities maybe that we're used to. Uh, Malone Dodson, who was the legendary pastor here at Roswell Methodist Church, passed away recently, and uh, story after story about uh, Malone just hugging everybody, Um, and I thought, I don't know, my whole ministry, uh, I've I've had people who who want to hug, and I'm I'm friendly, but I'm not really a, a stranger hugger. And so I, I see people coming at me, and I'm I'm kind of like backing away, and, uh, and and even more so now. Uh, I, I like people a lot, but I, you know I'm not so sure how 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 uh, how much I want to uh, embrace or kiss or hug or touch. Uh, and so it's interesting. In the fifth chapter of Luke, uh, there's a series of stories. Uh, where, where Jesus is, is talking to folks, and it's clear that there are people in the stories uh, that long for a connection. They long for Jesus's touch. Uh, they long for a, a relationship with another human being uh, uh, where maybe they can get at some of their questions, their concerns, the things that are going on. The first story in Luke chapter 5 is the story of the some of the disciples being called in uh, uh, there, there's a group of, of guys fishing. They, they haven't had much luck. Jesus comes on the shore and says, hey, if you throw your nets on the other side of the boat, you'll catch a lot of fish. Uh, they... they um They recognize Jesus as somebody they maybe ought to pay attention to. Uh, The background for the reasoning for that isn't given in the story. Uh, This strange guy standing on the shore telling the fishermen how they ought to fish. Uh, You kind of wonder why they pay attention to him. But they do. They go out. They get this big catch of fish. And then the conversation is between Jesus and Peter and Peter is instructing Jesus to stay away from him. I'm a, I'm a sinful person. Uh, I'm an unclean person. So stay away. Uh, don't come near. Um and and really you know as you read the story that that's exactly the opposite of what peter really wants what peter really wants uh is a is a connection there's a spiritual longing that you see develop over the next number of chapters as the interaction between jesus and peter grows uh that that what peter really does want is something more in his life than than what he's doing so he he does want a connection with jesus he doesn't want jesus uh, to go away but he but he sort of pushes him away uh, because of the stuff that he's struggling with and the things that are, are going on. And so to Jesus' credit, he recognizes that and he uh, uh, embraces Peter, uh, uh, spends time with him, calls Peter and some of the other disciples to, to follow him. And it's in that uh, relationship, it's in that constant living together, the, uh, the constant uh, interaction that they have that this really cool uh, relationship grows, and it's it's this longing on Peter's part, but it's also Jesus's willingness uh, to be connected at a deeper level, and 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 why that maybe is impactful is because the. Uh, The standard in that time and era was for religious leaders to be very standoffish. If you uh, are familiar at all with the story of the Good Samaritan, the story is about how the religious leaders pass the guy that's on the ground, and their reason for passing him by is because touching him, interacting with common people would make them unclean for their duties at the temple. And so the the religious leaders of the time had constructed this uh, uh, religious, Leadership model where the religious leaders were sort of standoffish and aloof and and not really on any sort of intimate interaction with the congregation, with the people that were there. And so there wasn't this expectant uh, relationship that that, uh, Jesus was modeling with the disciples. And so the next story in the, the Gospel of Luke. Uh, verses 12 through 16, tell the story of a a leper. And the leper hears Jesus talking, uh, finds out about Jesus being in the area, and he comes to Jesus and he says to Jesus, if you're willing, if you so choose, you can heal me. (laughs) And uh, and Jesus says, I I do choose. And then the really fascinating part of that story is that if you look over the, the New Testament, when Jesus heals somebody, he does it in a variety of ways. Sometimes he just makes a proclamation. Uh, sometimes he makes mud uh, 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 in the ground and puts it on the blind person's eyes. He he heals people in a variety of ways. But here's this leper who was unclean, had to scream out as he was coming down the streets and stuff, unclean, unclean, so that people would stay away from him, know that he has leper. Uh, they they didn't have any sort of interaction uh, in a physical way with anybody. Because it was so contagious. And so what Jesus does is the most amazing thing. This leper who says, if, if you want to, you could heal me, Jesus. Jesus walks over and, he, and I, I, I'm, I'm imagining that he takes both the lepers' hands uh, in Jesus' hands. And it says in the scripture that he touches him. Um, and he says, I do choose. Um, and, he, and he heals him. But he heals him through this touch, which is, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure Jesus was super confident in his abilities to heal, but, but still, here's a person with full uh, raging leprosy, and Jesus walks over and puts his hands on him, touches him. Um, and uh, what a what a powerful image! I'm sure as he walked over and reached out to this leper, the gasp in the audience uh, was audible. <gasps> oh my gosh, what's he about to do? Surely he's not going to touch that guy. Um, but he does. Uh, the The stories that follow in that chapter are uh, are more stories of. Uh, Disciples being called, a tax collector, Levi, who is called to be a disciple of Jesus. And again, it's Jesus reaching out to people who are pushed away. By the community, pushed away in the society as people you don't want to have a relationship with, you don't want to touch, you don't want to come into contact with. In fact, uh, Levi, because he's so excited that Jesus wants to be in relationship with him, has a party, and at the party, the Pharisees and Sadducees complain. That Jesus is is interacting, he's mingling with, he's uh, having uh, parties with, he's hanging out with all of these. Uh less than desirable people in the community. Uh, They're saying you are uh, interacting with them, you're touching them, you're out there with them, you're mingling with them. And again, this is the Pharisees and Sadducees who are, are by nature of their role, uh, have chosen and have dictated that they need to stay away at arm's length from people. And so Jesus's ministry, and in, and in, uh, in part of the wow factor of who Jesus is, was the way he interacted with people, which was not at all the common way of religious people interacting. And so I, you know, I wonder in in our day how. Uh, people around us see uh, the church and how we interact with folks and how we communicate with people and how we uh, reach out. And often I think it's uh, that we're here in this protected area uh, spouting out what people ought to do and think and believe and how they ought to act and instead of a uh, concentrated and, and a clear effort way of uh, being in relationship with people and 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 talking to them. So um, I'm excited about what we're doing today as not just a service where we come and spend all our time sort of navel-gazing and uh, contemplating what religious life ought to be, but uh, we're going to, uh, in just a second, celebrate communion, and then we're going to go out uh, to uh, put together something that we are going to take to a group that we're actively involved with in uh, uh, tutoring and, and working with uh, partners in this community, not just talking about them, but actually involved with them. And, and how do we do that on a, on a uh, day in and day out basis, uh, living out our faith, not just something we think about mentally, but but live it out uh, with our hands and our feet. Um, And I think that's why uh, I'm I'm excited that we have communion as a part of that. Um, Because as uh, Jesus celebrated the Last Supper with the disciples... Uh, he shared with them that this is, uh, as he broke the bread, this is my body, which is broken for you. Uh, uh, And and Jesus was modeling how we uh, interact with, how we communicate with, how we uh, break down some of the barriers that are around us and and, uh, live in relationship with people. And then he said, this is my my blood, which is poured out for you. It's uh, in a sacrificial way. Here's how we go out and and live out within our community, the faith that we have. And then as as Jesus died on the cross and and came back and taught his disciples, I'm going to leave you this Holy Spirit, which is sort of a constant touch, isn't it? Of God's presence in our lives, where we we have the opportunity not to feel alone or abandoned or because of something we've said or done that God hasn't left us, but that God is with us, very present uh, in in this manner through the Holy Spirit to be a part of our lives and to encourage us, uh, to lift us up, to let us know we're not lost or forgotten or uh, disenfranchised or less than because of of something in our lives. And so as as you come for communion today, I pray that um, as you receive these elements, as you uh, uh, come to the altar, if you choose to kneel, uh, that you might uh, recognize that God's uh, touch, he it's not from a distance, and it's not, you know, Uh, a wave in a distance or a a fist bump from somebody scared of catching something. But uh, God is very present within us uh, in this time, guiding us to shine this light, this uh, hope into a community and with a community uh, that in many cases doesn't know that same truth uh, that feels like God is just out there to point fingers and to uh, proclaim the shortcomings that we have instead of uh, to embrace us in his love and his grace. So let us pray. God, uh, we thank you for these uh, elements of bread and juice. Uh, We recognize that uh, as we come forward for communion today, uh, that... (laughs) It's, it's not because we are so wonderful uh, that uh, we receive these as gifts for all the good we've done, but this is your grace poured out for, to us while we were yet sinners. And that proves your love for us, uh, that in that work that you have done for us, Uh, That it's not out of something we deserve, but it's out of your mercy and out of your grace. And so we receive these gifts, God, and pray that you would uh, speak to us, guide us, help us as we seek to be your light, uh, your voice, your hands and your feet uh, in this community. That we wouldn't be afraid uh, to reach out, to uh, touch, to be in relationship with the people that you put in our path on a daily basis. For it's in Christ's name we pray, Amen. Um, you've you've probably done this before, but there's a, a at, there's a, a, a little piece of bread that you peel apart the um, the the tab, and then on the other end is the the juice. And so, um, I invite you to to come. Uh, no particular instructions. You you're welcome to kneel. Uh, stay as long as you want. Use this as a time of prayer or as a time of reflection, but invite you to come to the altar uh, and receive communion.